the broadcast, the biggest podcast in Vancouver, pretty much. We participate in light misandry. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Sexism. All of our societal structures are designed in ways to inherently prejudice women. Coach's Corner was kind of like my bathroom break. I don't like to be bamboozled. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, hi, and welcome to the broadcast. Uh, it's just me, your host Mallory, and Georgia this week. Um, and I don't know. Well, we can just talk about the playoffs in general. I'm gonna be gonna be a, have a bad attitude about it um, because of a certain uh, Western Conference final, but that's fine. Um, anyway, so I guess our highs and lows for the week. The highs are obviously the McBracket, which we came up literally last week when we were recording, and then George and I just completely went through all of our, all of Nate McKinnon and Connor McDavid's. We went through tweets. All of them. All of them. Okay, I didn't want to say this, actually, to sway any voting at the time, um, but as somebody who did go through all of Connor McDavid's tweets of all time, the winning tweet was... Connor McDavid's incredible post, which was anyone want to come take care of me for the night? Hashtag still hurting. Hashtag lonely. That was the winning tweet, which is incredible. Show stopping. Literally, I think one of the greatest tweets of all time. Unfortunately, it is when he got his wisdom teeth out, as opposed to just some random night where he was still hurting and lonely, like just emotionally. But important I still context. think it's really funny, but I definitely... I think it's funnier if he just tweets it out of the blue, but he did get his wisdom teeth out that day. But also, also tweeting and complaining about that. Important context, Mallory. How many wisdom teeth did that man get taken out? Or no, sorry. How many root canals? <laughs> how many root canals? Did oh, have? okay. I thought you were also yeah. So we had we had a lot <laughs> because of because this is other were, relevant. Dentist what's really funny stuff. is actually though that Georgia and I like were going through and like crossing things off when we thought things were like too thematically similar, and we were like, no, which. The subject dentistry was very common in Connor McDavid's. He at one point had to get three root canals in one day. Um, very strange. I will say in Nate McKinnon's tweets, um, he had a lot of takes about people taking photos of sushi. <laughs> this is like number What's one thing. What's really funny is that uh, the um, one that made it to the finals in um, Nate McKinnon's side which was like, I will blow your face right off your face, right off your face or something. We almost didn't include it because we didn't think it was that funny. I didn't think it was that good. I was like, oh no, he has some better ones. He like calls Madonna washed at some point, which is <laughs> <was> really funny. <laughs> like, the Super Bowl. That yeah. Was so good. We promised we had, we did promise and we will um, collect the ones that we didn't use. Um, but Honestly, Namekins, there was also just a lot of him interacting with Jonathan Duran because they were evidently best friends when they played um, for the um, for, uh, on Halifax together, and so um, there was a lot. There's a lot of that content as there's well. There's also a lot. Both of them had a lot of trying to like share their young clout, like at the yes, time, yes. where like because obviously like they were like in the like public eye for like a long time. And so like some dude at school would be like, Hey, Hey, tell people to follow me, tell people to follow me on Twitter. And they'd be like, so-and-so follow so-and-so my man on Twitter. And it was just like a bunch of stuff like that from like 2013. Like both of them were guilty of that. 
And then also a lot of just like random haze to like accounts where if you click on them, it's like some girl's account that she hasn't used in like seven years. <laughs> yeah. A lot of saying like, hey girl, hey. what's up? Hey. Yeah. Very good. Anyway, thank you for everyone who voted. We got like just under 300 votes every time we did it for each one. So, I mean, I was too lazy to do the math, but that's a lot of votes. So thanks yeah. for, <laughs> thanks for coming along our, you know, deranged room psychosis, journey. <laughs> deranged journey. <laughs> <laughs> with um, us we just made it all up as we went but it was fun literally though I mean I did I did like say this but like literally though imagine you were just trying to mind your own business in like the western conference final play some hockey and <laughs> these girls are just like let's go through every single tweet you've ever posted <laughs> I wish that we'd been recording because when we were doing that that would have been but, like it was actually a lot of smart silence though it was a lot of silence but then it was a lot of like random bursts into laughter of like yeah. what the fuck and also we should say so we decided to rank them which we didn't really have to do in the end because the way that whatever we did it we, are we too stupid to know how brackets work yes it's fine um Mallory and I laughed for so long and so hard at the Nate McKinnon Lance Armstrong. Yes, this was we thought this was so good. That no still have tons of respect for funny. Lance Armstrong, raised millions for cancer, and is a great icon. Tweeted at 5:44 p.m. on August 27th, 2012, for no apparent reason. And we thought this was so funny. And it got like no votes and went out in the first round. No one agreed with us. It was exactly. Fun. It was fine. And I thought the one of Connor McDavid posting about going to see Daughtry with the boys was really <laughs> funny, but <laughs> goes to show um, not everyone shares our sense of humor. Exactly. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> also, Sam's here now. <laughs> Sam is here now. We earlier said she wasn't, but she's here now. Hello. Hello. Um, I guess the low for this week is Devo Depression. I hate it here. Um, it's not he a low for anyone swept. except for you. Well, I'm the one hosting this episode, <laughs> so it's the low. <laughs> That's a high for Sam, though. Well, she wasn't here for the highs, so it's... <laughs> you know what? <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Moving on to our first topic, which is the playoffs and the obvious discussion is the only one that's actually completed, which is the Avalanche Oilers series. Um, did you think that they were going to sweep? Like, when did you think they were going to sweep them? Because I, I think I think we were one uncertain I they one game. Yeah, so did I. And I even thought that they could win one game when it was in game four. <laughs> I thought they were going to win game four. Yeah. And then they completely like blew it so well Mike Smith was Mike Smith yeah okay so like where do the Oilers go from here kind of just general I don't know man do you re-sign Evander Kane or do you um Ken Holland probably loves him so well they all are like love him because I mean obviously he scored a hat trick during the playoffs so that's he's absolved of all criminal activity and then he probably actually did score a goal for like every misdemeanor he has which is a lot 
That is true. He also like, he obviously didn't play in game four as people know, because he cross-checked Nazem Kadri into the boards. And I think, what did Kadri do? Broke his thumb or something? Depth surgery. Mm -hmm. So he's he's basically out for the rest of the playoffs, which. I like that they didn't like conclusively rule him out though, because you know, he's going to try to play. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, yeah. It's not a Braden point situation where it's his knee. It's like his hand or whatever. So. Yeah. I don't know what you do if you're the Oilers, like find a fucking goalie. Yeah, I've drafted any goalies. I don't, I honestly have not been paying attention to the Oilers drafting situation. (laughs) That's asking too much of me. Um, What would you do if you're a Davo though? Would you be like, first, I would, I would throw, I think he needs to throw a fit, but I don't think he will. I think he needs to throw an Eichel level fit and start getting people fired and decide that he's making the team um, around him, which I mean, unfortunately the answer is like, I, I think he's already been doing that now. (laughs) He's already been trying to do that. And like, he's the best hockey player in the world, but I don't think he's that um, putting together a team very smart. Um, So I don't think that actually like, because the thing is that he once came back, I'm sure, but I don't think that's what you need. Like you, I, you have to get rid of Mike Smith. And I think that what you need to do is hire a good goaltending coach. I think you poach some people from Arizona, honestly, because for (laughs) some reason, like their goalies are very good um I think also their entire top four is coming back right yeah I'm pretty sure so that's fun for their defense um um I mean I think the four is like kind of if he obviously apparently Darnell Nurse was hurt for the majority of the playoffs I just thought he He was was so bad yeah I just thought that he was bad at hockey but um he apparently is normally more decent but he did have like a torn hip flexor which is horrible it's one of those situations where you're like don't fucking play (laughs) exactly because and also because he was a liability yeah that's what i mean like i think at one point he was on the he was on the ice for like 10 out of 11 of the goals scored by the abs like i think in the first two games or something like that like it was crazy and yeah it was not it was not very good i think that problem like Actually, do you want to hear something really bleak now? <laughs> um, the playoffs could end, like the Stanley Cup could be given out, and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle will lead the playoffs in scoring still. Which because Mikish exactly Benajad has what to basically to be doing yeah. with the Oilers <laughs> is restructuring the back end because that's what's not working. Because <laughs> uh I think it was like Mika's Benajad would have to go like point a game. And it would have to go to seven games in both series, I think, to to even it up. But that that's like a very real possibility that that will happen, yeah. which is so fucking funny. <laughs> um, but oh, well, yeah, I don't know. Like the abs were the abs. I will say this. I'll say this to Sam. The abs didn't fuck around this time. <laughs> They actually they kind like, of did a little bit, but not to the extent because it was the Oilers. <laughs> I think. Yeah. But like at the start of game four, I was like, oh, is this where they fuck around for like this game and they lose and then they go home and win it? Cause it did seem like that. And then, yeah. then they pulled, got their shit together. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually, 
I was surprised. I was surprised they swept. I thought Edmonton would win one at at least one at home. Um, and yeah, every game was quite interesting. And now Colorado has like almost two weeks of rest. So that'll be interesting. But looks like they're going to be playing Tampa. Maybe. Yeah. The current lineup, I mean, the per like Tampa is up now 3 2 in the Rangers Lightning series, which will probably be still the same because I don't think they play until. Saturday. So we'll have this episode out by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tampa just uh won with like a couple minutes left. They scored to break the tie. Yeah. Which has been uh the want in that series. Um and I definitely yeah. felt like I the game four, the Rangers looked so bad that like I was like okay so this is getting solved real quick like they are going to lose in six because the Rangers looked horrible the Rangers didn't look yeah. as bad tonight but they still it's still say, it was like great for a them. painful game to watch though like if you going from watching Colorado Edmonton to watch watching this series is like brutally painful like I had to sit there and be like fuck this is like I know the goaltending is good but this is boring yeah. It makes me really wonder what it's actually going to be like when the West clashes with the East. Like what will actually win out the scoring or the goaltending? I'm going to go with the goaltending. But yeah, Vasilevsky <laughs> is absurd. He's um, actually really good. <laughs> he's so good. I mean, they're both really good. Yeah. So, but it's going to be interesting to see if they can slow Colorado down enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was yeah, just the like, Rangers kind of just their time just seems up. Like they had a really good run. I don't think that their run is going to be enough to get them to the cup, especially yeah, win it. I could see them pulling it to seven, but it does look like Tampa. Tampa just seems to like they just don't panic. Like they never obviously because they've been through it <laughs> they won like plenty of times eight eight rounds like or I guess now we're at like 10 they won 10 in a row so it's like old hand for them like it doesn't even matter um so they can like go down in a series and it's not it's not the be all end all or like the they panic or whatever but um yeah I would I would almost I would rather that Colorado plays Tampa because then it's easy to cheer for Colorado. <laughs> if they're playing the Rangers, I want Tyler Mott's name on the fucking that Stanley Cup. <laughs> so I was complaining and saying that the um, Rangers employ too many of just some guy and I didn't want them to win. But though also if the Tyler Rangers... is there Tyler Mott is like a very much he is he's a good some guy like he definitely is just a random man but we like him so it's fine but I could also see the Rangers like like pushing next year or whatever so yeah that should be fine but I will say also if the Rangers are out then we will no longer get um 
very fun Jumbotron content, including Timothy Chalamet <laughs> hiding under true. a chair. Nobody is going to <laughs> and see Stanley Cup final games in Tampa. There's in like not even Tom Brady. He's not going. <laughs> so it is true uh, that yeah. having it in New York has a lot more possibility for celebs. I feel like Colorado Russell Wilson would probably show up because he's Russell Wilson. Yeah. But that's about it. So Sierra would show up, but that's about it. You can talk more about the abs if you want, Sam, but I will pretend it doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for the next series. I don't I don't All like right. to like count my chickens before they hatch or get too excited. That's fair. Okay. They did play very well. And I thought it was very cute that they all panicked about whether or not they should touch the um, Clarence Campbell. The lip reading one was the lip reading <laughs> was, was so, so funny. Well, in my head, I'm like, uh, when we were t- talking about it, because it's like, oh, will they touch it or will they not? I was like, well, Joe Sackick did. And then turns out they actually talked to him. He was like, go touch it. So it's the weirdest. But tradition. don't smile in the picture. Don't smile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look terrified. Literally thousand yard stare while just palming it. It's one of the weirdest hockey traditions, but. Um, okay. So moving on to the lead up to the boy auction, um, the combine. <laughs> How weird are combines? It feels like, weird. it feels like an agricultural like fair where they like test the livestock. It really does. Yeah. It's, it's gross and weird. Um, but I mean, also like, I feel like it's especially weird. Like the NHL combine feels weirder than the NFL combine because like, they're just like scrawny children. Um, um, let's let's pour one out for, uh, the thing that happens at every, like happens every couple of years at the NFL draft combine, which is some guy's junk flies out while he's running the 40 (laughs) and it's just like, it's just one of it it's just a thing that happens it, it happens so. um i was actually going to say that um let's take some time to think of some players who famously have failed to complete a single pull-up oh, um yeah. which off the top of my head it's sam bennett i know didn't and then casey middlestat because there's a really funny picture of casey middlestat trying there's um, funny pictures of all of them trying because I saw one of Connor McDavid the other day where they all look like they're struggling so hard and they have like the littlest skinny yeah. arms. <laughs> so they have the cute. tiny little arms. Yeah. And so, but it's really great when they just fail to complete a single one. Yes. Deeply humiliating. I can't do one either. So I don't know why I'm sitting here like talking a lot, but it's fine. Pull-ups are hard. Why would you want to do what? <laughs> it's also like, yeah, I don't, never mind. Like, I feel like test them on their like skating or their like, it is like lung it capacity. Is sword of it's like, if you, you knew you were going to be tested on this. Actually, let's why didn't you just go figure out how to do a couple pull-ups. It also just gives me flashbacks to like high school PE class oh, yeah. where they make you do the, like the fucking like lean over. Or whatever. Do you, you know, have to do that, Sam? Okay. Yeah. Obviously, wouldn't be the president. Probably like the fucking queen or something with you. <laughs> but the presidential fitness test. Girls didn't have to do pull-ups. But we did have to do hang, and I was very bad at it. I don't know. You if just like that. We definitely had to do like 
We do the beep test, which is a fucking nightmare. The pacer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. We had to do like sit-ups, I think, and push-ups. And then this like lean thing, which is so dumb because it's like. Oh, yeah. No, I know that one. I just hated PE in general. So. Yeah. I mean, so did I. But you also were lucky because when you were in high school, you went to an all-girls school. I went to public high school. I got fucking kicked in the face or I got a basketball kicked in my face one time. And I had to peel my braces off (gasps) of my lip. No. Yes. Pretty funny. Fuck you, Curtis McDonald. <laughs> it was a bad time. Um, um I it wasn't bullying. He just kicked it and didn't pay attention because he was a fucking teenage boy. So, but this just reminds me of that. And so it's like, yeah, no, I couldn't do the wall sit or whatever. Like, still tested on it. Whatever. The combine's weird. It's just like it's so weird. Oh, okay. And then the other weird part, other than them testing them like their cattle is them interviewing them um which obviously like has like various things of them like obviously wanting to question them on like particular things their character as, Mallory their you character their but character. also having to like ask Kevin Hayes like why he shit on someone's <laughs> car which there is if you want to go back into the archives there is a Puck Bunnies episode where they talk a lot about Kevin Hayes shitting on someone's car so I don't know what it what it is, but the true fact it exists. That so if you're looking for more detail there, um, and then I mean obviously, just asking them weird stuff. There's other famous like things of like Matthew Chuck, like I don't know. I just remember like something about like the Canucks and him interviewing. No, I don't think they talked to him. They didn't interview. Oh, they him. didn't. They famously didn't talk to him. They that didn't talk to him. Was. And people are okay. like, okay, <laughs> so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Apparently I asked someone who is like in that realm and that now like most players have really coached like stock answers because most of the questions are like basically the same. They're not like, yeah, it's just like a standard, like, what do you think of your standard job, like basic job interview? What do your parents do? Stuff like dumb, dumb shit like that. Something. So that's why this year was bonkers <laughs> because the Montreal Canadians decided <laughs> to come at I I don't know if they were asking all of them but they definitely asked um one of the draft picks or one of the potential draft prospects Caliodelius Caliodelius I don't know how to say his name um if he would pick up $10 off of a toilet seat or $50 from inside the toilet, (laughs) which I don't really understand (laughs) what you're getting out of that. 50 bucks. No, I know. But like, what are you like, what is the actual like psychology or like, what are you getting out of that? Like he's willing to risk more. I, yeah, I guess, but I feel like all you're getting is like to know whether or not your person is like a germaphobe. That's your only thing because the only people like who would say $10 would be like people who had a severe germ issue. And also even then they probably wouldn't take it. So that doesn't count either. Or just take both. (laughs) Yeah. Also nobody (laughs) got $60. (laughs) $60. I don't get it, but I also have a weird phobia of finding money. 
I like have to donate it. It's really weird. I'm a weirdo. I can't just take it. I feel guilt. It's very strange. Catholic guilt or something. I don't know. Um, but this leads to us to the most important topic, <laughs> which is what questions we would ask prospects <laughs> to get to the bottom of their psychology. And I would like NHL teams to know that we are available. We're available. We are free. And we have watched collectively probably about 60 seasons of The Bachelor. So we know sociology. <laughs> and do. Mallory's been watching Love Island. <laughs> I've been watching Love Island. We've watched a lot. I've watched a lot of reality TV. <laughs> so we know how to read people. <laughs> so put us in a room. Put us in this a room. This is exactly guys, like our, our proposal to like, we will choose your draft picks based off exactly. of vibes. Well, and also you absolutely, I feel like you could get a lot. I feel like it's the, it's how I like want all of the people, like I want, it's like chicken shop date kind of, you know? Yeah. Like what, how do you react to us asking you these questions? That actually? would be the best like, way to do draft prospects is chicken shop date. Chicken shop date them. <laughs> Also, RIP to her. I well, I I think I have this as like a tweet draft. Like I think that I thought that it was too unhinged to tweet, but I was like, I would sacrifice like I don't know bodily harm to get Connor McDavid either on Chicken Shop date or on Hot Ones. He would have the worst time. He would hate it. It would be incredible. Chicken Shop date would be better. Chicken Shop date would be like absolutely incredible because like. I think he'd be in his natural environment. With somebody just making him deeply uncomfortable? You think that? Yeah. I think he's just, that's just how he is. He'd be fine. I think he'd like it. It would be like when, when Lily Threw was on. It was like, you're, you're too used to people being weird. Yeah. Like, you're too used to weirdos. It, what's like really good is the one where she's talking to two members of the English national team. And they've like never had like a woman like interact with them ever interact with them like this ever before. Yeah. And like, they are just so uncomfortable. So, I mean, the NHL has no money, so they can't hire Amelia, but Amelia. Amelia is too good for the NHL. Somehow try to bother some people. Also RIP to the time she went to see Arsenal play and we fucking embarrassed ourselves. That was fun. Yeah, we did embarrass ourselves. It's fine. Okay, what questions would you ask? What questions would you ask? We were talking about this before. Well, I was talking about American Girl dolls for a really long time um, before we were recording. (laughs) Sam, she was talking for a really long time about American Girl dolls. I was was really explaining her Instagram stories and I saw. (laughs) Well, I was explaining all of that to uh, Georgia because she didn't understand. So I didn't know what American Girl dolls were. Like, they're. I, I knew, like I knew I I've seen them before, but I didn't fully understand the cultural grip that they had on one Mallory McFall and why they did. <laughs> yes, exactly. But the thing is that and also so like Audrey it would be stuff, which but... American Girl doll are you? But if obviously extra points if they know off the top of their head what American Girl doll they are. <laughs> um, and then maybe just give them like a little like thing and they can pick out take a quiz for it. I think that's important. Um. Yeah. Which American also because all the American you? Girl dolls overcome adversity in some way, so it's a lot like whatever story they're trying to manufacture for themselves. 
Um, yeah, Mallory, which tell the listeners which American Girl doll you are. Okay, I think that I'm. I'm either Molly or Kit. I really think that Kit Kitridge, um, like deeply affected me. I think I like baseball because she was very into baseball. Um, when I was a little kid, I had a typewriter, like an old typewriter in my room, um, Hmm. because she wrote a little paper on her typewriter. I loved Kit. Um, but Molly's great as well. I love Molly. Molly is the World War II doll. Um, she's super cool. So, um, which American girl dolls would Sam and I be? I'm trying to think. Sam would be Samantha, obviously. Um, (laughs) Wow. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. And then Georgia. Hmm. Please don't make me the one that dies or whatever. None of them die. Oh, yeah. Actually, you're Kirsten's friend. (laughs) Kirsten's friend who dies. Because also, the thing is that I also was explaining to Georgia while we were waiting for Sam earlier. Um, and I was rattling on about American girls, um, was I was saying that Elias Pettersson is Kirsten, um, cause he's a Swedish, she's the Swedish doll and she goes to Minnesota and I was like the Brock thing. She goes to Minnesota, like immigrating and then, yeah. And then her friend, um, dies, I think of Scarlet Fever. <laughs> we should also mention, cause I don't think we've talked about it that like, Elias Pedersen shaved his head and then got so dragged online. Never. Yeah. Then he immediately like posted. It's just all hats. Hats. Yeah. So, poor guy. I think. Okay, my question was dumb, and I think I've said it before, but it's like, what look, what Lacroix, Lacroix flavor are you? Because I do think that's actually important. That's an important question. I think you can find out a lot about people's personalities that way and then I was trying to think of like good pop culture questions that would like split but I realized these guys don't interact with pop culture enough the only one I could figure that I thought they might react to is which of um, Rory's boyfriends do you think was the best and then I got really concerned because they're all just gonna say Logan Gilmore so. Girls is like ancient history to these people. When no, these they all watched it. He's born. Mallory, they all rewatched. I need to see when these children were born. It's going to ruin my life. For a future, they're it's all born in 2000. Yeah, I was going to say it's 03 or 04. Um, for if we ever do a future uh, version of the McBracket, uh, hopefully it's when the Canucks make the playoffs because Brock Besser's tweets <laughs> are oh, obviously, very good. Obviously you ask them what their favorite member of One Direction is. That's an important question. because That might Brock even be before their time. That is true. Sadly. I don't know. I, I can't talk. I said that we should have this job where we go to combine, but I don't think I could talk to an 18-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I like, don't relate to them at all. I'm like, um, what, what do an 18-year-old boy think, I have in common? <laughs> who do you side with on Euphoria? Sydney Sweeney or whatever Alex Demi's character or whatever her name is. Oh, yeah, that is true. Alexa Demi? Alexa Demi. Something from Euphoria. I feel like you could take something. Yeah. From there. Question them. 
My question, which is inspired by our Ask the Broad segment from Christmas, is what dish would you bring to a potluck? And <laughs> why? Oh my and God. So, and I feel like I could tell you a lot of things about the person. Like, can sure. they cook? If they can't Or cook, like, are they willing to try to cook? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also like, are they the type of person who wants to like bring the main dish or like, do you just want to bring like a side and be in the background? That's a very good call. Mm-hmm. Or are you the person who's like, I'm just going to bring a cocktail. I'm going to make the cocktails. Exactly. I love those people. <laughs> those are the best people. That's a good one, actually. None of these guys cook. There's no way. I, or maybe they're cooking stuff from Lauren Kyle One's cookbook. <laughs> they're gonna be. They're all gonna well. be. They're all gonna be. F- Foodstagram influencers or whatever. Deeply oh, impressive. Oh man. Let us know the questions you would ask the combine picks. And let us know if we'll read the best. Somebody ones. can get us in the room next year. Yeah. <laughs> We will probably get questions on our next episode. Yes. Yeah. Send us your questions. This actually worked really well when we said, send us your stories of people having sex in arenas. (laughs) Got some good ones. (laughs) We got some good ones. (laughs) And I will say ball arena, horniest arena. I stand by it, especially now that I know that they are just singing like alt rock songs very loudly. It gives off the energy of like the Blarney Stone. (laughs) who a lot of people have had sex in in Vancouver. That's all I got. All right. I don't know if I can support that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't really have that much to say because I don't want to talk about the avalanche because I don't care about them. Um, so who are your three stars for the week? Okay. My star of the week is uh, the journalist from the New York Times, Jenny Ventus, who actually did her fucking due diligence unlike the Cleveland fucking Browns um, and looked into all the information about Deshaun Watson and found out a lot of very interesting stuff, uh, including the fact that he saw 66 massage therapists in 17 months and the fact that at no point did he, like there was one part where he uh, basically admitted that he didn't look for like professional expertise or anything from these people. And no one followed up to be like, well, why? <laughs> like, it's truly batshit, and cra- batshit crazy. Um, so shout out to her for the incredible work that she put into that article. And yeah, this like one woman, obviously supported by the New York Times, did way more due diligence than a team who paid a man a guaranteed contract of $230 million. And this guy's- he's like good at the sports ball. I know. And they're going to have to pay it because he's going to get suspended. <laughs> so anyway, shout out to her. Shout out to all the journalists who do that kind of stuff. It's obviously super important. And uh, yeah, just fu- it's like fucking unbelievable. That's my star. Um, my star of the week is Mary Philippe Plum, who was just hired by the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, yeah. She's so cool. Who's your star, Mal? Which F1 person? No. 
It was going to be Oliver Ekman Larson. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> OEL. Um, He's hanging out with his horse. To be reasons. discussed on the Patreon. For reasons, I believe. Anyway, um, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, sorry for our kind of a short, disjointed episode, but um, we like hanging out with you for however much time we can spare to actually get our shit together. <laughs> Sign up for our Patreon. You can get our game recaps. Um, I and think I'm supposed to write stuff. the one for today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll do that. We'll talk soon. I think I'm ready for today. No, lots of other stuff. I right. no <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.